Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi, friends. This is an episode um, I'm going to call Personal Check-In, and this is really a reminder to come back to all that is the best of you, the best thoughts, the best energy, the best focus. So I would call it a reflection episode and it's got a lot of journal prompts. So if you have a journal, I invite you to run and grab it. So this episode is really about holding on to your power in the little room that is your consciousness. So make your life, your mission, and your focus about you and what is meaningful to you. And I don't mean that in terms of like, fuck everybody else. I mean, like, what are your priorities, including those you love? In other words, really resetting and remembering to not make your decisions a reaction to others or external circumstances in your life and allow them to to be guided from deep within. So hopefully you're going to be able to remind yourself where you stand and where you're going and welcome that feedback around what isn't working and what is. This will set us free of false missions that we kind of get wrapped up in and a lot of those come from the expectations of others and how we want to please them. So if you are able to tune into your energy and really focus on this stuff, it'll hopefully also get you out of any grooves of feeling less than or exhausted or narratives that we get wrapped up in around being a victim. Like when we get into the narrative of less than grateful, it's super easy to fall into that, especially if you're hot, you're cranky, you're tired, you're stressed, you're very busy. So that sounds relatable. This is an episode that has a lot of tools that will also remind you how to kind of jump into what I would call a new energetic channel. It's really easy to fall into that groove of feeling a particular way day after day, to to forget glee and optimism. And once we have one day where we feel meh, it's a lot easier to feel that same way again the next day. And again, the following day, it becomes an addiction of sorts. It feeds itself. But if we can remember how to feel another way and resume that feeling of excitement and gratitude, it resets very quickly. Like we have to recall the feeling in our bodies of being ready to receive, to welcome something new and great and anticipate something new and great. That is kind of the energy of presence. So how do we jump into a parallel version of our own consciousness? We have to remember the limitless, the ultimate, and the magical. 
And it's much easier to do this if you have built a consistent habit of practicing gratitude and associate that feeling around an object or a set of objects, like for example, your bed at night and your journal, or if you have like a table that's got all of your special stuff, like a special pencil and a special mug or a plant. It's for that reason in particular, I think it's really nice to have an altar, like meaning a special place in your space that is all about you and rehearsing this feeling of gratitude and hope. I will also say if there is a situation that is driving you externally, that is making you feel at its mercy, I will invite you to step back and unplug from whatever narrative goes along with that thing or that situation. Like when we can step back and we can remind ourselves to see the world and our lives as expansive, it becomes so. Maybe there is no urgency. Maybe it's not too much. Maybe we're not in a rush. Maybe there's nothing wrong. The only moment that exists is right now. So slow your breathing, slow your thoughts, slow your awareness, and take in the light and the space in the room around you right now. Not the stuff in the room or the walls, but the space, the actual air in the room around you. Just observe it. So as I mentioned, this is somewhat a reflection episode and a time to get right with yourself and get tuned and know that there is nothing wrong or lesser about the life you have chosen. It is important to know thyself and embrace that self and see your decisions as founded on the past you have lived. So as I go into this episode, I just wanted to bring to your mind the importance of how you narrate your life. Like, you're the storyteller. This is a movie. It's really important to tell the right story in just the perspective, the lens on your particular life. The way you tell a story is everything. So I just want to ask you, what story are you telling? Who is the hero? And via this telling and the perspectives within it, do you admire this person? Are they wonderful and full of light? How do you feel about them? And how are you referring to others in that story? Like, is, is it from a lens of love and appreciation? Or is it a lack of weight or a feeling of triviality? And the reason I bring this up is I recently went to a memorial service and it was amazing. And what struck me is just the way that this person's story was told by friends by family the story was told with such reverence and respect and they could really see him this person has a story that I would call polarizing but I will tell it briefly just to give you context and insight he was a graffiti artist he went by the name express he was my first crush and he was such a cool kid when I was little he was such a cool kid his parents he grew up really into graffiti and that kind of art and his parents embraced it and supported it and would even at a time in his life like drive him to paint walls <laughs> which like as a parent I'm like that's fucking crazy but either way they embraced him they embraced what he was passionate about and dot 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 he as uh 
young adult and as an adult. He did album art for Rancid. He did skate decks for Tony Hawk. He did a lot of t-shirt graphics for Con Art and Guns N' Roses. Like his style, his art was incredible. But he didn't want to work for a corporate brand. He quit. He was working for like True Religion or something. He quit and he did his own thing, which meant printing his own shirts. And he got a silkscreen machine and he sold them at conventions and car shows out of his out of a van that he called the Green Ghost. And he was often he spent a lot of his time camping in his van, surfing along the coast, skating and drawing, and he had a son. And all of this was a life of adventure and art and passion. And he he and his family and his friends all embraced his decisions and saw him as a smart and respectable force in this world. And because of that, he was the hero of his own story. Like his life story could have been told in such a different way. And listening to so many people really just with such awe and love for the decisions he made, just hearing them speak about him, I started to have awe and respect for his life just because of that lens. I respect and admire all of his decisions because he knew himself through and through. And I want you to do the same for yourself in how you view yourself. Are you the hero of your own story? You should be. There is real power and integrity in all of the decisions you make. They don't come from nowhere. You're trying really hard to honor yourself. So make sure that narrative is echoing that. So before I go into the tools, this is an all tools kind of episode. First, a brief word from our sponsors. All right. A lot of journaling in this tool section. So the first one, I'm going to try and keep them all together so that you're not going up and down from the journal. But feel free to just transcribe and then do them at your leisure because there's a lot of them. All right, the first tool is a journal prompt. What is the center of meaning? I want you to just marinate on what is the greatest symptom of success in your life on a day-to-day basis. Like it's so easy to get lost in the stuff, in the lists, in the stuff you want, in the things you don't have, in all the things you want to do and places you want to go, in the external. But I want you to journal on this idea of what is your locus? Like what is your center from which all meaning extends? Like what is that, what is that hierarchy? And make sure you're deciding what you think like don't get lost in the strong reactions of others because it's so easy to be guided by i want to fix this thing or i want to accommodate this situation and make it work those reactions will only make you get lost and lose the path to peace so don't make it about others really just tune in to like what makes you feel joyful and at peace and what are those priorities like what is that center for me it's just quality of time quality time with my children the quality of time that I have with people I love so in other words being able to be present 
and witness the light and joy within my children, um, the space and the presence to savor life and nature, the space to be creative and strive. So whatever, whatever your meaning is tied to, let us come from this. Let this be the goal of life. And we have to deliberately tune ourselves towards these things. They are of primary importance. Because otherwise it's like, it's so easy to get swept up in the current of people just want. They want from you. They want your focus. They want your time. They want your energy. All things are pulling you. Really stay resolute in that locus. All right, the next tool, another journal prompt, shopping for role models. I am constantly shopping for role models. I find it to be so therapeutic and helpful. I just want you to journal about this. Who are your role models? Who are the new ones? Have you, do you have to update the ones you've had previously? And another way to think about this is where do you feel at home? What are the energies that make you feel at home with yourself? Because oftentimes it's, for me, it's being around creative people or feeling seen by others. So that you can kind of triangulate to this feeling of home and safety as like another way to pick role models. Another just side prompt related to this. Are there any dreams that you've had lately that have lingering and powerful figures? And if you think about whoever that figure is, if you have, I would just extrapolate like, what is that energy within me? Like, what is that a, an icon for in me? And who is in me that is being currently neglected? Like what persona? For me, it's often um, this kind of primitive energy that's like excited and hopeful that is a creative version of myself. So I don't know. Whenever I take info like that, I'm always like, okay, who are some creative role models I can bring into my life? And just have, I think it's helpful to have imagery of those people or just throw them on your vision board if vision boards are still your thing. Um, but you know, just keep those top of mind. It really does affect our trajectory in our life and where we are heading more than you'd think. All right. The next tool this is actually not a journal prompt, but I would say it's it's a super helpful visualization, especially if you have anxiety. So this tool is called externalization of clay. So I want you to picture we all have this big chunk of clay in front of us. And if you are a person who has an anxiety that comes up, I want you to think of it as clay. Think of it as a block in front of you. When we have anxiety... We are, it's something in our psyche that we are trying to resist and push away and, and not accept. Like we're like, I don't want to know this. And I think what's really helpful is to see that whatever it is as something that is malleable and fluid and welcome it out as something we want to work with in our hands. Like pull it out in front of you and work with it. Let's try it right now. What is the anxiety? Is it a feeling of oh, it's, I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm pushing away a fear of, I'm sorry, I, I messed up. It's usually a kid feeling we're pushing away. So whatever it is, pull it out. What is that secret fear that you're pushing away? Is it that you're going to upset someone? Is it that you're going to be the bad or unlovable kid? 
Like fill in the blank, welcome it out, look at it and and hold it in your hands. Fill in the blank with something that relates to your origin wounds. You know, it's always this kid feeling. And when you look at that thing that's haunting you, this is where we find relief and comfort and refuge because we have moved into acceptance. We have welcomed the truth of that feeling. And that's when we are in progress. Like we're already releasing this feeling. It's already happening. It's changing. It's losing its grip. If we are to live in full alignment with ourselves, to be honest with ourselves, and therefore active in guiding our lives, we have to turn all the lights on. Like we have to see it all. And how can I fully align with my unconscious and conscious beliefs? I can invite them out. I can see them. I can work with them. And you can think of it as also like a a version of being ethical in whatever you're dealing with. Like meaning you're being on the level with that thing, no matter how ugly it is. And as with all things, as soon as you look at them and you talk about them, the stigma of that thing goes away. Like I remember one of the hardest things I ever did in my entire life in high school. Um, I had to, I said aloud that I had an eating disorder. I guess I was in, I was in college. It wasn't even in high school. It was like owning the most terrifying truth of I am slowly killing myself and I don't know how to stop. And what I couldn't see then was that that was the biggest and hardest step in healing. And it meant I was already on the path. Like that admission was the hardest part. The rest was just a process. It was very difficult and long, but it came logically. So I would ask you like, how can I accept this thing and embrace it like I am hugging a small child? All right. The next tool is called the whispered mutterings. This is going to be a weird one, but like sometimes in your quiet moments, maybe you're doing something like the dishes, you will hear this little muttering, a quiet little, sounds like a little whisper of an inner child, for example. But this is this voice that gets drowned out often. It's, it's often the voice of need or truth, but it's so quiet. So I just want to invite you to scan for that. What is this little whisper voice inside of you saying in these quiet off moments? It'll be like just little, like a little person, like waving a white flag, telling you like, I need something. I need something. Whatever it is, it's really important to hear it and make changes in your life based on that voice. It's saying things like, I I would like things to be reorganized, please. Like, I would like help on this thing please I want you to change this one thing please it's so brief and so quiet we almost like discount it but sometimes the right changes in your life can be made so simply my little voice is saying too much too much and I'm like yeah 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 but if I can just simplify things in and respect the voice guess what happens I feel fucking special (laughs) and I'm like you know what I love you me it does translate to feeling good about yourself All right, the next tool is called Tune Into a Self Channel. I mentioned this up top, but we have other energetic memories of ourselves. When we get into these lesser grooves of feeling put upon, we can leap back into that old self. And I think one of the most helpful ways to do that 
is just via visual cues, like environmental cues, um, a song, a place, a time of day, an outfit. For me, it's my journal. I think my journal is so reinforced with gratitudes. And at the end of the day, that kind of gives me this little buzz of excitement, optimism, love. So I want to invite you to not only curate, but think about like, what are other ways I can revisit and retune to my awareness of, of the world that is optimistic, loving, and a self that is excited and hopeful. The next tool, my wedding speech. This is a journal assignment. Uh, another name for this tool was self-compassion narrative or the hero's narrative. So in your journal, I would say um, one of the exercises I want to invite you to do preferably when you have time to enjoy this, is just marinate on uh, what would be the speech you would give as if you were talking about your own story at a best friend's wedding, like as if you were the best friend. And so the journal prompt is, what is this person's life about? Like, who are they? And why do you love them? And why do they deserve happiness? Because there's a really good chance you will see yourself and have compassion for yourself more in the later years of your life when you can really have perspective on your motives and the, the places you've been in your life and why you were in that place. You would be able to say like, oh, I was going through this stage and that's why I was doing XYZ. So if you are currently struggling with self-blame or a narrative that is less than heroic about yourself... This is a, a way to kind of get to that perspective now, like really come from that place of compassion because we all have reasons for doing whatever we do. There's always an underlying cause. So enjoy that journal prompt. All right, the next tool is a mantra. Don't worry, you can trust yourself. I think when uh, we have like a history of insecurity and codependency it's like we put everything on ourselves we have this belief that we fucked up no matter what it is like oh I did it wrong there's this like instant reaction to feel like it's our fault no matter what it is so one thing I think is super helpful as an adult who's moving out of that stage of or trying to shed that self it's just this mantra of like don't worry you can trust yourself. Don't worry. You overthink everything. You have thought this thing to death. You have considered all things. You have tried your best. It's almost like an acceptance mantra. Don't worry. You can stand by yourself. Like there's whatever you think you did wrong. You That's this old knee jerk response. All right. The next tool is called hiding in envy. I threw this one in here because it just for anyone out there who feels like they put they put goals too far away from themselves because they think of it as they're not good enough to achieve those things. I think when we have envy toward other people or we put other people on a pedestal, it's another way of procrastinating. Like it's another way of um, just almost being lazy or choosing uh, in action. It's secretly, that is the motive. 
So where are you wasting time on envy? I think it's helpful to frame it in this way because you can change the goal of the work to a different uh, focus. Like instead of instead of focusing on ourselves and like action, what we're really doing is we're placing that control on something that is outside of us. Like when we're envious, we're saying like, that thing is deciding what I do. I'm handing my control to someone external or something external. And that's really just a choice to be powerless. Like it's an excuse for uh, avoidance. So to just remember to concern yourself with what is outside of you is to remove the most important feedback and the most important knowledge of what is good. And that knowledge is inside. Like that knowledge is what do I think? What do I want? What do I choose? What makes me happy? What lights me up? So I can't see my hands, but I'm pointing to like my gut because it's really that feedback. How do you feel when you're doing this thing? What lights you up inside? That feedback is the most important and relevant. So if you recognize yourself indulging in the feeling of envy, externalize it and call it out as just that. Oh, this is my way of handing my keys to somebody outside of me. This is my way of saying I'm going to choose to not use my muscles, to not light my fire. All right, the next tool is called Jumping the Program. Well, another name for it is a will greater than the current operating system. So I would say this is a tool for change that feels outside of what we are capable of. There's a predictable chain of actions that occur when we are moving, when we're growing, when we're moving out of our past programming. And by programming, I mean that of fear, that of past old habits, old habits that are reinforced by baggage, by old relationships, and whatever it is that has created what we see as our limits. And just know that if you practice visualizing something, your brain experiences it as if it has already happened. And that is how we practice change. That is how we literally rehearse that change and feel it is true for us. And the same thing goes for any other feeling we practice. So like we can get really addicted to the feelings um, that activate us in a negative way. Like we can get addicted to stress because it makes us feel a little high. It unfortunately also turns off genes that regulate disease, but we can get really kind of addicted to that feeling. Like we chase it in some weird way. We, because of that, lose a sense of, free will based on just the habituated behaviors and in order to get out of those grooves we have to deliberately become aware of how our programming works like so I just want to invite you to ask or consider what is something I want to jump to like what self what set of aspirations do I want to leap toward and I would invite you to listen for thoughts like I can't do this or that's impossible or who am I kidding like that is the, the voice of the programming of the past. The goal is to become curious about what is just beyond that thought. Because as soon as we get just past what we assumed were our limits, that's when you recognize what has been at play. We realize like, oh, that was just 
my programming, you can see that anything is possible and always has been possible. As Dr. Joe Dispenza puts it, it's like training the animal self. It's, it's exactly how uh, overcoming addictions that keep us kind of trapped work. It's like there's this truth we realize just past the last thing we thought we were capable of. It's like you keep pushing, you keep pushing, and then you recognize the outcome as different than you expected it to be. And as soon as you see that, you witness it, everything opens up. It's like you witness that former belief was false. And when you assume you have limits, it's this voice of like, you can think of it kind of like the voice of an animal, the voice of, I can't. That's like this animal self that needs to be trained into the new area, into the wiser, uh, more intelligent awareness. So I just call that out because there's that freeing moment when you witness a different reality than your fears were telling you. And that's how we break this chain of a repeated set of habits or a repeated capacity. The trick is to keep pushing yourself despite the doubts. And the goal is really to mentally practice reminding ourselves that anything is possible for us and we can change ourselves by pushing past what we expect we are capable of. It's like it's right past that. And then you're like, oh, huh, I believed that for so long. How weird. Hope that made sense. It was kind of like lofty think uh, ideas. All right. Next tool is a mantra. If you've done it once, you can do it again. This is a mantra for just remembering the, how rational it is to have hope for anything in your life. If you have made a leap in the past, if you have achieved something out of your comfort zone, if you have overcome a bad habit, if you have created a much healthier change in your life, you can do it again. It is possible for anyone in the world and therefore it is possible for you. That is just logical. So never forget that. I feel like it's, there's some times when you get stuck or you get into like a plateau and you just start to, I've had this myself where I get started to get superstitious and I'm like, uh-oh, this is a sign. It's going to be bad. It's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, remember, like, no, 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 no. There's always that map. I've overcome this once. I can absolutely do it again, no matter what it is. All right. And the last tool I wanted to leave you with is a visualization. What does it look like? to be confident. I want you to picture that. I just, it's like an energy I want to invite you to embody. I just want you to picture what that looks like in someone else. What does it look like in that person's body language to be confident? And how can you emulate that currently in this moment with your energy? Like what does that person dress like? How do they move? How do they speak? What is their eyeline like? What is their their composition as a person. So just tune that, tune into that. Whoever came into your mind, like tune into that energy and now just do a scan of your body and just bring some of that into your presence right now. So those are my tools. I hope you enjoy them. Before I close, I wanted to thank my latest sponsors, Stacy. Thank you so much for your donation. And Jillian or Gillian, thank you so very much for your donation. And Lisa, a great donation from you. Thank you so very much. Anyone who has the means, donations really help out this show. If you don't have the means, I completely understand. If you could leave a review on iTunes, that always helps uh, 
me a ton as well. Or if you just want to share it with someone that you think it could help, we'd love that. So in closing, we have to continuously course correct in our lives. That's just the way it is because we're constantly growing and changing. We have to ask, where am I now? Do I like it? Do I still like the same things? Am I ready for a change? And know that just nothing is ever fixed and you are not fixed. So if you feel like you are trending in a particular direction that you are not into anymore, I would just ask that you reassess, like step back and just take stock, look at all the ingredients and literally take an inventory. Like that seems so silly, but it's so helpful. Just like anything else, it's like you, you want to know what to pack for a trip, write it all down. Same goes for yourself and your life and all the things that it contains. This is how we become hyper aware of what it is our souls are craving. Change is always happening, whether you can see it or not. And you can always love your life more deeply, love yourself more deeply, and know yourself more deeply. Because you are forever growing more rich as an individual. Never worse. Only deeper. So I send you my love. And I hope you enjoy this. And smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.